All right, thank you for joining with us today. I'm very excited about this webinar topic that we'll be going through today about remote patient monitoring, which is very exciting. And uh, you know, the, with the time it is now, it's more important than ever. And there's a lot of growth happening right now in this segment of healthcare. So I'm very excited to get going talking about this. So my name is Cody Frew. I'm the senior director here of ChartLogic and MedSphere. And with us, we have Cameron Von Thron and uh, Kurt Pace. They are the experts in remote patient monitoring. They're with remote care partners and they're gonna be walking you through all the benefits and all the really cool stuff that they're able to show and achieve with remote patient monitoring and chronic care management. So with that, I'll let you take it away, Cameron. Yeah, so appreciate the uh, introduction. It's a pleasure to, to meet everyone um, virtually. Uh, again, my name is Cameron and I'm joined here with my colleague, uh, Kurt. We are with Remote Care Partners. And what we do is we've built out a platform that allows you to basically remotely care for your patients or you know, in, in, in multiple capacities. And what we're gonna go over today um, is kind of the entirety of not only remote patient monitoring, but how it rolls into how we can also help with chronic care management and the internal workflows within an organization uh, to be able to bring that type of care to your patients. Uh, we're gonna go over the, the billing codes involved, the type, the amount of reimbursements that uh, you can reasonably expect from on a per patient basis. Um, and then as well as our program and how we can plug right into your existing workflows with a turnkey solution that really doesn't have, doesn't ask any extra work from your staff outside of dealing with the, um, the escalated needs of particular patients that would require, um, you know, some clinical interaction. Um, and then we'll go and throughout this, we're going to go through the entirety of the program. So, um, you know, it'll be quite a bit of information, but, you know, after, at the end, we'll make sure that we leave some time for um, specific questions and things like that for us to go into more detail on so you have a better understanding of it. So to th start things out here, what RPM is, is it's, it's, an, it's a program that is incorporated to be able to have you create more touch points between the physician and their patients. So instead of just seeing your patients you know, once every three months, six months, or 12, or once a year, um, you're actually going to be able to be collecting data on those patients on a much more regular basis, and be it uh, through devices or through patient-reported uh, surveys and things like that. What we're doing is allowing the physicians and, and the staff members or to be able to review the actual readings of these patients. So you get a much better snapshot um, of the patient's health. And instead of just, for example, the blood pressure, you're instead of getting a, an average over the nine months of, of one reading every three months, you're actually able to see uh, the readings of the patients on a daily basis. So you get a much better snapshot of the, of the health of the patient and allows you to uh, really practice a little bit better medicine while also uh, the patients are gonna be cared for a little better simply because you're able to capture th catch things before they become a problem or make any type of adjustments to their care plans and things like that. Um, and also in terms of how it affects your day-to-day -day practice that it can reduce the, the amount of in-office visits that you have 
for those regular checkups. So that way, when you do have a patient coming into your office, um, you know, they're coming in for a, a specialty type of visit for lab work or anything like that, that you wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, decipher via a telehealth or over the uh, remote patient monitoring platform. And what this does also for your practice is that this turns your existing patient base in, you know, each patient you're getting compensated for each month. So it turns that patient into a monthly recurring revenue source for your practice. Um, whereas you're not having to, you know, with, without having to add that extra load onto your staff. So to go into the detail on the entirety of the program, we're going we're gonna to dive into the actual billing codes that are involved that uh, CMS has put forth uh, to kind of incentivize doctors to remotely monitor their patients. So the overall idea behind this is that Medicare wants to prevent uh, the hospitalization of its Medicare patients. And so what they did was they created these uh, billing codes in order for doctors to, it's kind of that preventative medicine route where they want the, the, the more time that a doctor spends with a patient, the less likelihood of a hospitalization to occur. They don't want the patients, if, they ha if they're feeling any kind of issues, they want them to speak with their doctor um, and then having it taken care of before it develops into a problem that requires them to call an ambulance to have that for an emergency. Um, and so the overall arching idea for Medicare is to prevent the rehospitalization or the hospitalization of their Medicare patients. And so what they've done is they've created these billing codes to compensate the doctors each month for a certain amount of patients that they have on their programs. And so the idea is that Medicare is basically betting that they will compensate doctors around $1,500 a year uh, on a per patient basis to prevent that patient from accruing a $120,000, $150,000 hospital visit. And so to go into the codes and how this whole program works is there's two codes that are that are vitally important to the program. What, the first one being uh, the 99454. What that does is that reimburses every single every 30 days. And what that is for is for the collection of the actual data from a patient, meaning that you're actually collecting the raw data from a scale, a blood pressure cuff, a thermometer, uh, pulse oximeter, whatever device that you might have, you're able to actually, you're actually collecting that and able to see that data um, over a virtual network. And if you, if your patient uh, is compliant and taking their readings regularly enough, then they're able, you're able to collect around $63. It depends on what state you're in, but the average is around $63 a month for collecting that data and having access to it. The second part of it is the 99457. When this reimburses as well every 30 days, what this involves is not only the collection of the data, but being able to act on it. It's like, they call it remote clinical time. And the first bit uh, of, in that code reimburses about $59 a month per patient. And what that does is that, that includes you spending time either physically or talking with the patient or just reviewing their data, or, you know, even if it includes every single thing that can be considered uh, remote clinical time, which also includes you know, calling a pharmacy to refill a patient's prescription. You know, it's anything that involves the care of the patient when they're not physically in your office or you're not physically seeing the patient. Um, and there's two other codes that are important to the program. And one is 99458. And that's for, that's compensating the practice for the, any additional 20 minutes that is spent with that patient. So if you end up spending, uh, 
you 40 minutes with the patient that month, you're going to get that $59 from 99457. But if you, if you reach another 20 minutes of remote clinical time with that patient, you can, you can reimburse, you'll be reimbursed another $43 and you can bill that up to two times. So if you spend 60 minutes a month for, with a patient, so say you have a patient that uh, you end up having a couple phone calls with, or, you know, telehealth visits, what have you, uh, and you spend an hour with that patient, typically it'll be a, that patient from the reimbursement from Medicare for that one patient will typically be around $200. And that's why that additional code of 99458 is important because it compensates you for the additional time that you spend with your patients. Um, and then the last code to note is the 99453. And what that is, that's the setup of the service with the patient for that first month. And that what that includes is, you know, training the patient on how to utilize their devices uh, if you have a give them a blood pressure cuff, showing them how to how to strap it on and how to sit, like how to you know make sure that you don't have their legs crossed. You know, the, it's the patient education portion of how to utilize whichever devices you're giving to that patient, and that compensates around nineteen dollars a month for uh, or nineteen dollars for the first for the one time setup fee. Um, the the other three codes involved the nine the four five four four five seven and four five eight those are all monthly, so. Though, and when you have a, um, a patient enrolled on it, you can reasonably expect to get the, the minimum would be around $120 if you're billing just the, the, for 20 minutes of you know, the collection of the data and spending just the first 20 minutes. But what we found is that the, with the use of not only our system, also using of the, uh, the monitoring, you're, we're actually reaching, you know, you're getting close, you're getting more of the patients at that 40 minute threshold. And so what we're finding is that uh, the average compensation per month from CMS on these patients is around $140 uh, on, a, on a per patient basis. And again, that varies by a dollar or two, depending on what state you're in, but uh, it's, that's a pretty good average to go off of. And that's what we've seen um, with the active patients we have on the system. Now, what this means for you as a practice is that basically this, a lot of organizations are not participating in the remote patient monitoring. And so this is a completely new income stream for your organization. Um, and the way we help kind of set that up for you is, you know, obviously there's a cost involved of operating this program of collecting that data and then having that data monitored. And so what we found is that the average net reimbursement that your practice is going to receive is about $100 a month per patient. Um, and so typically we have, with the offices that we've enrolled, you know, we're typically getting about 20%, 15 to 20% of their total Medicare patients that they have. Um, and typically it's their higher risk patients that, you know, you want to, you know, you want to have uh, more you want to keep your finger on them a little more in terms of monitoring their condition and everything like that. And so when, with that number, typically an organization has about 150 to 200 patients per physician. Now, what we found is that, you know, you're able to, if you have, especially if you're outsourcing the, uh, the monitoring, you can, you know, that number can be much, much higher uh, for doctors. But so, but typically, you know, 200 patients about what we have per provider. And just to use that as a conservative number, we're going to say, you know, if, if you have 200 patients on the program and you're netting $100 a month, you're basically getting about $240,000 per year in additional income. And that's just, net, that is net income to your practice. That does that, you know, the actual raw income is, you know, that's, that's taking out the cost of running that program, having the monitoring system, having the, the uh, 
RP, uh, RPC, or RPM play system in place with the devices in their office or in the patient's home. Um, and then you're also, again, there's additional things that can be plugged in there in terms of, especially right now with the rules of COVID being, you know, having things changed in terms of how like a, a phone call can be treated as an office visit. You know, those are things that we take into account and we also help make sure that, uh, you know, we're, comp we're getting the maximum compensation for logging all the activities that are taken. And so, you know, it's, it's, that's a conservative number to go off of in terms of having a, a well-run uh, RPM program with, your, with 200 patients at your organization. Um, and one thing to note too, is that we do have, uh, there are private payers that are compensating for this as well. Um, and you know, most, all of the, all of the big uh, payers have compensated. We've seen that with most, uh, you know, in, in, in multiple of the states that we're in, all the big payers are compensating for it. So it's not just a Medicare only uh, program any longer. It used, I mean, that was originally what it was when we first started doing this as a, as a company, but, you know, due to COVID, it, expanded that out and expanded the access to the patients a little bit more. Um, so one of the biggest concerns that we've seen, especially when we first started rolling this out with practices, is that a lot of the staff, you know, they, you have your, they're, they're already so busy with the day-to-day -day of running a practice that they're not going to have the additional time to sit there and spend, you know, a few minutes each day monitoring a certain set of patients. And so what we do is uh, we also help build this program out to minimize the impact on your staff. And that's from start to finish, meaning that we help you with the enrollment. We help you with getting the patient's consent. We help you getting, you know, with the, you know, getting the patient their equipment. And then also after the fact, we can, uh, we have the ability to monitor the patients for you. And then all you're doing is basically dealing with, you get escalated to only the patients that have an issue in that particular month. So say you have 200 patients and you have 150 of them or 175 of them are you know, within their normal ranges. They have no abnormal readings from their devices. They're not having any type of issues. You're only gonna be elevated to those 25 patients. And typically what that does, that results in an office visit with those patients that you otherwise wouldn't have had um, in terms of, you know, then and get, and also it gets ahead of any type of issue. So you're able to see your patient prior to a problem occurring. Um, and so it kind of helps you, you monitor this large number of patients and it helps kind of pinpoint the patients that you need to spend a little bit more time with, possibly get a lab done, possibly change their medication, whatever you need to do. Um, it just helps your organization uh, apply the time that you, the limited time that you have in a month to the patients that really need it. And again, the way that works is through having a, a combination of the uh, devices put in the home and then allowing the, the, the patients taking their readings and then allowing the, the monitoring staff to, you know, either there's multiple ways we can do it, but typically what they do is they interact with the patient, making sure that there's no issue. If it needs to be escalated to you as a clinician, um, then they able then it is escalated at that point. And we fit into any workflow that you have. So we're not going to, you know, you're not going to have to fit into however, it, uh, you know, it's not one size fits all by any means. Um, some practices want to do the uh, monitoring and everything themselves as well, but typically in order to get, to maximize the amount of patients that you can monitor, uh, that third-party option, and it also alleviates the, uh, the impact on your staff. 
So we're going to walk you through here the entirety of the program, how it would come into play of, you know, from start to finish, how when you sign on, you want to start enrolling, you, you get the patients on, and then uh, we're going to take you step by step on how we do that with uh, our existing organizations. So the first part is getting your patients enrolled. And the way we do that is typically organizations will have uh, certain diagnosis, certain conditions that you want to monitor a little closely. Uh, and so what we do is we take a list of those patients. We get all the patient demographics, their uh, insurance info, all of the, uh, their, their address, you know, their, their, uh, everything that involved, anything of the info, the, the base information of that patient, and we load that into the system. And what we do is at that point, we contact the patients on behalf of your organization. So you're not having to have anybody on your staff start calling these patients or, uh, you know, reaching out to them individually to ask if they want to participate. Uh, you can also do this on a per patient basis. You know, if you see them come in for their annual wellness visit, you can pitch the program to them at that point and get the consent. But this is a way to help you enroll uh, for part of this whole turnkey solution that we provide you. Um, you just give us a list and then we take care of, of enrolling the patients for you. And typically we get about 25 to 20 to 25% of the patients that you give us in that list end up enrolling in the program. The second part is getting those patients the equipment needed to participate in the program. And the way we do this is, you know, again, on that list that we receive, there's typically a uh, condition and each condition you kind of earmark which devices you want to give to the patient. Um, or as a, as a physician, you could also choose, uh, you know, which devices you want to have sent to all your patients. It, it's really no issue on um, however you want to do it, but typically uh, the, the devices that we have in our arsenal at the moment are as a scale, a pulse oximeter, a blood glucose reader, a thermometer, and a blood pressure monitor. And we also have a spirometer that's also uh, able to be utilized, and that's something that was recently added. Um, for any type of allergist or any, any patient that has that type of uh, an allergy condition or asthma. But what we do is you, once those uh, pieces of equipment are selected, they're shipped out to the patient's home. So you're not going to have to worry about inventorying at all in your office. You have the option to do that if you'd like, but typically once a patient consents and you know they they have their equipment earmarked, it triggers a shipment out to their home. And what they'll do is they will receive uh, their equipment in the mail with, uh, you know, with, uh, with the addition of what we call our hub. And that's what this device here is. And the hub is really the, the differentiating factor of our system versus most other remote patient monitoring um, programs. Basically what our hub is, is it's a uh, cellular device that is prepared to all of the pieces of equipment. And I'm going to show you a demo of how that works here in a moment and go into a little bit more detail on how that works. But we're first, we're just kind of say that's that's going to be that's going to be included in the equipment um, that you send to the patients. And then after the fact, once we send that equipment to the patients, they're going to start taking their readings. And again, I'm, we're going to go into how exactly how easy this is for the patients. Um, and then what you do is that, that the uh, once you start receiving readings. All you need to do as a, as a practice is acquire that 20 minutes of monitoring. If you have that outsourced, that's going to take care of itself. You're only going to be in, uh, incorporated into it if a patient has an issue that needs to be escalated uh, to your organization for a, you know, a, a clinical decision needs to be made with the patient. And so that's the next part of this is you in, in the first month that a patient's put on this program, they're eligible to be billed to Medicare that month. So if you get a patient who 
gets their equipment, gets at least uh, two readings in that month, and then there you get 20 minutes of remote monitoring time, then that patient is is billable for uh, those the, those billing codes that we revolve. So from the very beginning, we want every patient to be cash flow positive for organization as well. So there's no upfront costs, there's no patient minimums or anything like that involved. Um, and then another option that another thing that we provide for you as well is that throughout all of this, we're tracking all of the uh, actions that are taken um, by the staff members. And so that is basically being plugged into a billing report that we generate on a per patient basis and applying them to each CPT code. So we know, so what we, and the goal of doing that is to A, make sure that we capture any uh, action and B, make sure that we're maximizing the compensation that your organization uh, deserves for that particular, for all the actions taken with that patient. So we're making sure that everything is captured, that uh, all the time's being compensated correctly and everything's being applied to the correct CPT codes um, in order to maximize the compensation you receive from CMS that particular month. And we provide that billing service for you if you'd like, or we can provide it to a, uh, a biller if you have one as well. So that's just an option that you, um, you have is us doing it, or we can just provide it to you for you to submit. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to show you here um, how, our, how the program or how our technology kind of differentiates from others and how easy this is for the patient. Because a lot of the times, a lot of these programs exist uh, they're they're app based, meaning that the patient has to download an app. They have to uh, then pair that app or their phone to whatever devices they have in their home via Bluetooth, and then they have to have that app open whenever they step on their scale or use their blood pressure cuff. What we've done is we've eliminated any of the setup for the patient. So, like I said, when we send those devices to the patients, they're going to they're going to receive their scale, their pulse oximeter, their, their blood pressure monitor, but they're also going to include this hub that you see here. And what this hub is is it's a processor that has a cellular radio, uh, a cellular wireless uh, chip installed on it. And what that does is the entire setup process for a patient is taking this out of the box and then plugging it into the wall. Now, when they plug it into the wall, the hub will speak to them saying, you know, the hub is powering up. And while it's doing that, what it's doing is it's going to connect to the strongest cellular signal that's available. So it'll cycle through AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, um, and it'll latch on to the strongest one of those three signals. Once it's latched on, it will tell the patient that the hub is connected and ready to send data to the doctor. At that point, the setup's done. There's no, the patient doesn't have to worry about Wi-Fi. They don't have to, they don't even have to have internet in their home. Um, in order for them to participate in this program. This hub takes care of that. And this hub is also prepared to every single device that they have. And all the devices that they receive come with the batteries already in them, already paired to the hub. So all they have to do is start using the devices. So to give you an example of how that works, I have a pulse oximeter here. So when, you, when I turn this on, you will hear the hub speak to, the, to me as the patient saying, you know, I recognize, you know, it's the, I see the pulse oximeter has been activated, be quiet and still for 20 seconds while we take your reading. So when I turn this on, you'll hear it. Hi, your pulse oximeter has been detected and your readings are now being gathered. Please remain quiet and still for approximately 20 seconds. So as I'm taking my readings being taken right now, I do need to pull up my demo here. So once that's done, I'm going to pull up the actual software. 
Your measurement is completed. You can now turn off your device. Thank you. So now that is being sent, it was captured and sent over the uh, cellular wireless network and it's being sent to our portal. And I'm gonna show you what our portal looks like here. So this is our, uh, the, the, the login for our portal. Now this is a, uh, a test environment that we're in. So, but typically what we'll have is there's a two-factor authentication that comes in. So you're able to work remotely uh, wherever you are. So when you log in, and first of all, I'm gonna go over what the whole portal looks like, but I wanna show you where that reading went first. So I'm gonna come into that patient and this is the reading that I just took through that pulse oximeter. And that shows you how, literally what I did there was exactly what a patient's gonna do is they're just gonna turn their device on and you're gonna be able to capture that particular reading. Now, what that does too is that A, you're able to, you're collecting the data. So you, you satisfy the 99454, um, but you're the CPT code, but you're also, you know, capturing every single instance that the patient's usual, utilizing their devices, and it makes it just so much easier for them. It's something that a, any elderly patient can um, use when looking at any data. But one thing you're going to want to know is if a patient takes a reading and it's outside of that normal range. And so what you can do is you're able to set whatever range you want for that particular patient. So I can if I wanted to do the pulse oximeter reading again, and I can show you what that alert looks like, I'm going to say, I'm going to set it to uh, a reading that doesn't really mean much, but when I take that, I'm going to take an, another reading here, and you'll see that an alert your pops up. Your pulse oximeter has been detected and your readings are now being gathered. Please remain quiet and still for approximately 20 seconds. So that reading is being taken. This is, this is kind of what the patient's overview is looking like. So it also shows you that the hub is, to, is connected. So you're notified if a patient's hub gets unplugged from the wall, you know, we're able to contact them, let them plug it back in. Um, we also know if, if devices, batteries are getting low, things like that. And, and one of the things too is outside, on top of actually being able to your uh, measurement is completed. check the time, you can check the range. Your device. Thank you. You're also able to incorporate a check-in time for that particular patient. So if you want to, if you want to have, make sure that your patients are taking their, uh, their readings on a daily basis, we can contact them via phone call or text and remind them saying, hey, this is the doc, this is the office of Dr. Smith calling with a reminder for, uh, you know, you to take your pulse oximeter reading. So I guess I set my limit to the correct one and I had too high of a, of a blood oxygen level there for it to trigger, but You'll see here what a what a uh, you'll see the alerts of any type of negative reading from any of the devices, and you can also cycle through um, the other devices that you have on that particular patient. So, like, you know, if I, if they had any scale readings, blood pressure readings, uh, glucose readings, or thermometer readings, you you just you're able to cycle through them, and this is all based off of this one patient. Um, now, to take you through the portal real quick. This is what the patient overview looks like. You're able to see the patient demographics. And then again, like I said, any uh, devices that are assigned to them. Now, a couple portions of this uh, platform is the connectivity with patients. Is you're able to uh, communicate with patients through the portal. So say you see a reading that's uh, out of whack or something like that, or it was escalated to you, you're able to contact your patient via phone call through our portal. 
And so I'm able to sit here and I'm able to hit uh, confirm call. What this is going to do is this is my office number here. If I were to call that number, that's my desktop phone number. If I were to call, if I were to hit call right here, my desktop phone would ring. I would answer it and it would say, uh, press one to be connected to the patient or press two or hang up to cancel. And if I press one, what this is going to do is this is going to forward a phone call to the patient's phone number here. And when the patient receives that phone call, it's going to show up as the practice's caller ID or whatever organization you're calling from. It's never going to be, you know, if you're calling from your cell phone or your home phone, it's never going to show that number. It's only going to show the caller ID that's associated with the organization that you're calling through. So that's kind of a, I'm sure familiar with Doximity. It's, it's the exact same concept where you're able to contact your patients from your office number, wherever you are. And so, you, you know, you are, the patients aren't going to be uh, seeing a block number or they're just, they're going to be seeing a number that they recognize. So you're more likely to actually get them to answer. Um, and so if I were to make a phone call to that, that would be, that would be logged here in our, in our patient work log. And what this does is this is automatically capturing any type of action that's taken with a patient and then putting it in their work log and it's keeping a, a monthly total for that patient. So this is capturing all of that remote clinical time that I'm talking about in terms to satisfy CPT code 99457 um, for that 20 minutes, uh, that the, each 20 minute increment. And so that includes, you know, I, I look here at the device readings. Right now it's, take, it's tracking how long I'm looking at these device readings. If I were to flip to a new device in the eyes of Medicare, that's a full minute. Um, if you look at a, at a certain device. So, you know, you're able to go through and, you know, we're automatically logging right here that that was the time that I looked at that particular uh, reading for that device. And we can always export these, uh, this, these readings either via PDF or CSV. Um, and then also, you know, we're able to push them out to, you know, any really anywhere you need if you want for, uh, for, for any type of record keeping purposes. But what the work log is very important for is, like I said, those billing entity, that, that billing portion. Um, and what we do is at the end of the month for this particular patient, we're gonna take all of these actions and all the time spent with them, and we're gonna apply it to the specific CBT codes involved to make sure that you're gonna be getting the maximum compensation for the actions taken with that patient. Two things I wanna to touch on as well in terms of our platform is outside of just the devices for these patients, we also have the ability to, for patients to participate in chronic care management. I'm sure some of you are familiar with that program. It's been around for some time. Um, and what, the way our program works is that we do automated uh, check-in surveys with those patients. And when you, what those look like is you're able to see um, any type of reading that you know you're, you're basically automating surveys that are patient reported data so it's going to ask him a question on a scale of one to ten uh, one you know one being very little and ten being the very worst please tell us where your pain level is today this patient responded with four and then that's under that particular patient's uh, threshold you know if it was above a five or a six that's what would be considered a negative response if it's under that um, and again that's unique to that particular patient it's not going to be the same uh, pain threshold for every patient. Same thing with if you've had any migraines, experience, things like that. And then also they say, have you identified any triggers for your migraines, taking steps to avoid them? They said no. Now that's a negative response to that particular question. So what we do is we, uh, you know, that kind of triggers an alert saying, you know, this patient answered negatively to this particular uh, survey question. Uh, it'll, you know, allows you to, if you want to reach out to the patient and have any questions about it.
Um, now this, that, again, for a patient to participate in the chronic care management, they have to have two or more chronic conditions, um, but we also help you create care plans for these patients through our portal as well. Um, and the creation of care plans is a reimbursable event in itself. I think it's worth about $68 one time for a, or for a practice to sit with the patient, create a care plan for them. Um, and so we have the ability to help you build that through our system as well. And then you can choose a check-in survey to include with, those speci with that specific care plan. So whatever those chronic conditions are, uh, you're able to have a, a survey kind of curated to that particular patient. Now, we have about 97 different conditions that we have check-in surveys and, and care plan creation uh, platforms for, and we're growing, we're adding to that um, regularly. But if you have a survey that you wanna um, incorporate with a particular patient base, like we created, we could create them pretty quickly. Uh, the turnaround time for those is about two weeks. And we created one for a San Antonio hospital that was, you know, they, were, they didn't wanna get, they wanted to prevent their patients from coming into the hospital at the height of COVID because of, the amount of outbreaks, or the amount of outbreak that was happening in the area. And so what they did was they started uh, any patient that requested an appointment or anything like that, what they would do is they would monitor them and we sent them a, uh, a COVID-19 survey where they would ask, we'd ask them a question, um, you know, regarding have you taken your temperature today? If they say yes, they, they can do a patient reported temperature. So there's no, or they'd say they're having coughing a lot or lost taste, uh, lost any smell or taste. And so what it does is that pinpoints the patients that allows them to either call them and see, you know, if, if they can be treated from home where they want to keep them at home, or if they get, if they are worsening and they have need, they do need to come in, have them come into the hospital, the hospital is prepared for them to come in um, and taking the precautions necessary to make sure they're not infecting the staff and everything like that. Um, it was, it was highly effective with that, with that San Antonio hospital. Um, when they had about, I think they put about 1,500 patients on it, and that's that's the thing about these automated check-ins is that you're able to put a large number of patients on it because it's utilizing you know their phone numbers and things like that to be able to uh, to monitor the patients. And again, it's just, it's the same concept as the remote patient monitoring, where it's just pinpointing those patients that you really need to spend that additional time with. And one other aspect that's built into the system is our telehealth solution. Now, I understand most organizations probably have um, a telehealth solution in place. This is just included with our system. Um, and just to touch on it quickly, we do have, we kind of built it out similarly to a doctor's office where you're able to utilize your entire staff that has access to the system to be able to deal with patients. So when they come, when they check in, you can have a, a staff member or a nurse, uh, you know, start the visit with the patient to make sure A, that they showed up, B, that they're connected, not having any um, problems and do the initial consult with the patient. And then when they're done, the doctor can come in at any time um, and then have the actual visit with the patient and then they can leave. And then another staff member can come in to, you're basically able to utilize multiple individuals within the same video conference instead of having just one-to-one -one, um, telehealth visits. And all of this is, again is HIPAA certified and everything like that. So uh, you're able to, it just makes staff much more efficient. We found the doctors that are utilizing our platform are able to get through uh, about five to six telehealth visits an hour, whereas before they were getting around two, simply because of the time constraints and how some, some of the unforeseen issues that would come up with, and also no-shows of patients for that too. So that just is one thing to touch on there. Um, <clears throat> another thing to show here is the first thing that you're gonna see when you log in 
is just kind of an overall review of your uh, remote action, your remote care management of all your patients that you're uh, managing remotely. So this shows you all the patients that you have that have reached their 20 minutes for that particular month. Anybody who's might be, who's below it. The same thing with their readings. If they're on track with the amount of readings they have, or if they're behind, you can contact those patients. Um, and then it's the same concept also here. If you have any telehealth visits or uh, contact requests, and what the contact requests are is when they get those automated uh, messages for the surveys and everything, they can request to be contacted by your organization. That also is another way to help drive more appointments into your actual physical practice, as well as um, helping monitor the patients remotely too. So if they have any questions for you, they're able to request to be contacted. So, you know, you can start scheduling things out to make sure that you're contacting those patients to, or, or getting them scheduled to, to have a telehealth visit or anything like that, so. The other thing here is just showing you all the notifications you might have for a group of patients that day. Now, what you're seeing in terms of here, when I look, when you're looking at your patient list, it's going to be the patients that each patient has a basically a care team is what we call it. So you have your organization name and then anybody you're able to put everyone or as many people as you want or as little people as you want on each per, on each patient's care team. So if you want to divvy it up and have, you know, only a, a doctor have only their patients put on. Um, and not have that, you know, not having cross uh, monitoring of, of from one doctor to the next. If you keep your doc, you're, the only patients you're going to see are the ones that you're assigned. The same thing with the staff members below that, posi that position, they would have their nurses be on the care team of all the patients. Um, and that's the beautiful thing about the way this platform is set up is that it allows everybody on the care team to, to give remote clinical time or to contact the patient, everything like that. Again, if you're outsourcing the uh, monitoring, this just allows you to deal with the patients that have been escalated to you, but still anyone on the staff or that's on a particular patient's care team will have the ability to come in here and look at their readings, look at their uh, survey results and uh, be able to contact the patient. One thing, one last thing I do want to touch on too is if you do anything manually that's not through the portal, meaning you call a pharmacy to change a, a patient's medication or anything like that, you do have, still have the ability to manually add time into the work log as well. And this is, will just get taken and you add whatever description occurred that wouldn't otherwise be automatically captured. Um, and then you just type in the notes and then how much time you spend on it. And it's automatically added to that patient's uh, total time for that month. So, that's kind of a, a quick overview of how the program is actually run um, in terms of the, the software itself and the hardware, including the hub and uh, the devices that are sent with them. And again, all the devices that are sent to a patient, they're included with this hub, they're already prepared to the hub and, um, you know, they're able to be used you know, and it's just the patient, all they have to do is just use their devices and we're making sure that every time they use it, that data is captured and sent to the portal. So the more data you have to go off of, the better care you're gonna provide your patients and also the easier it is for you to be compensated more because you're getting more readings to be able to review uh, more often, so. That is the quick overview of the software. I'm gonna switch back over to here to the PowerPoint. And so what this means for your organization, 
um, is that basically when you're doing a fully out the, the full turnkey solution, you're basically going to be netting around $70 a month minimum per patient. And what we're taking the race, the way we get to that number is that if you're only going to be collecting, if you're getting the, the CPT code 99454, the collection of the data, and then just the first 20 minutes, you're basically averaging around $120 uh, a month per patient. And to run this program it, for including the cost of the the hub network and the uh, equipment, and then the outsourcing of the uh, the time of the monitoring of the patients. You're still going to be netting around seventy dollars per patient per month, um, and so that is minimal impact on your staff. Uh, and you know, again, the, these numbers kind of speak for themselves when you're able when you start realizing, you know, if you're able to outsource it completely, uh, typically one we we've seen in some organizations. Uh, hire people internally to uh, save on the cost of having to outsource it to patients. And typically an individual is able to uh, per month handle about, depending on their efficiency, 250 to 400 patients a month on this type of program to reach that initial 20 minutes. Um, now, if you're outsourcing it, you're able to increase that number far, far beyond 400 to 500 patients um, at that point, because you're really only going to be, again, you're only going to be dealing with the patient when it gets escalated to you um, due to a, a, an escalation that's necessary or a clinical event that's necessary. And again, this is the minimum. So the average reimbursements we've seen with you, with the patients that are enrolled on our platform is actually closer to $150. We, we were conservatively keeping it at 140 um, instead of this at 120, because we, that's the you know, we're taking into account some of the patients only being 20 minutes and, and some of the patients being at 40 for that particular month. But this is something that becomes real revenue to your practice very quickly and very easily. Um, and we, again, we help you every step of the way in getting that, getting to that point. Um, you know, it's, and again, we try to, with the turnkey solution, we try to eliminate any type of pushback you might get from staff because we understand that some of them, uh, you know, might feel that they're going to be doing additional work, that you're, you're just, they already feel overworked or anything like that within a, running the practice from day to day. So we can eliminate that as well with that outsourced monitoring, the, that whole turnkey solution. Um, so, you know, it's something that really makes a lot of sense to do not only for the, for your, for your high risk patients, because you're, you're not only practicing a little bit better medicine by monitoring them closer, but you're able to, you know, generate some real revenue that can really drastically change your practice and change how you, uh, you know, really do things with your patients. And all of this is done without you having to add a single new patient to your, this can be done with your existing patient base, um, which is something that really is huge in terms of, uh, you know, growing a practice and things like that. So. At that point, I kind of want to open it up to any questions. I, I know uh, Cody was manning the uh, the chat. If he has any particular questions you want me to touch on first, or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, we do. Yeah, people have been shooting over some questions that are looking good. So I'm gonna go ahead and ask a few of them here. So we have um, a couple of questions about the billing codes. So a lot of these codes have existed, you know, for five plus years. Do you have any insight into what the, why the adoption is so low uh, among doctors kind of getting started with this. Absolutely. Um, the big reason for, so especially with chronic care management, that's the one that's been around the longest. Um, 
the reason why adoption has been so low is a the compensation really wasn't worthwhile to the with chronic care management their max compensation i believe was about it's about 43 dollars a month per patient now the way the, the technology didn't really catch up to it to be able to make it worthwhile so basically doctors and nurses were having to spend 20 minutes a month on the phone with a patient um, and they were getting compensated $43 for that time spent with them. And it became hard to be able to man the phones and, you know, not, not being able to reach patients and things like that. And with our system, being able to automate that phone call to those patients and, you know, have, and touching them, you know, more frequently for shorter periods of time and having, again, having that, all that automated makes it much more attractive uh, for a uh, organization because, you know, the, the time versus the money being made for it is, is much, you know, that, that ratio is a lot better. Um, that's, that's, that's on the chronic care side. So chronic care management left a sour taste in a lot of organizations' mouths because it was very difficult to run and they weren't getting compensated very much. Now, recently the compensations have gone up a little bit, but in terms of remote patient monitoring, the compensations were raised at the beginning of this year. And then also a big rule change before this year was that Prior to 2020, uh, only the physician was able to be compensated for reviewing that data. So now, with the out, now you know you didn't have the option to have a third party uh, do the monitoring or have your own nurse or MA in in house be the one doing the majority of the monitoring. It had to be the doctor, and so they weren't seeing. And, and also, the compensation went up this at, on January 1st of this year as well. So it was kind of that that fell into it um, that, you know, now it's more worthwhile and now it's able to be done with multiple people. So now the doctor's time doesn't have to be devoted just to these particular patients that he's dealing with remotely. He can have that outsourced or he or she can have that outsourced uh, and then allow them to still do, you know, the operations within the practice that they can compensate it for while still monitor having these patients monitored and only being escalated to them at the time. Another reason for the poor adoption prior to this year is that typically the, the technology just wasn't very good. They were all, and still most of them were, are, some of them are getting better and making it easier for the patients, but it was the patient, there was a lot of onus put on the patients to have to be technically savvy to be able to get their data to the doctor. It was a lot of times these doctors would sign these patients up for it, send them equipment, and then they would get zero readings in a month. And the patients would be like, well, I use it every day but they wouldn't have the app open when they use their, their, their scale or they never actually got it connected via Bluetooth. And so what we've done, we've tried to completely remove that issue of the patients out of the way for the, the patient experience is much better now than it was you know, two years ago because now they don't really have to do anything. They don't have to download apps. They don't have, they're not, the onus is not on them to get the data to the doctor. Now all they have to do is just use the devices and everything kind of takes care of itself. At least with our system, that's how it works. Perfect. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get through these questions as we come up on time here, but another billing question is, so since we're screening and the patients and looking for flags in the system, do we charge the 99454 and the 99457 for everyone enrolled or just those that get flagged? Nope, it's for everyone enrolled. So if they have a patient that is you know, within range for the entire month, they're perfectly healthy. Um, they get their, you know, they get say they took 16 readings and you got the 20 minutes of remote clinical time just looking at their readings, you get compensated for that patient. That's the idea here is you want to have your patients in that healthy range. So even if you don't place a phone call to them, you don't, they don't ever get flagged. As long as you get remote 
that, that 20 minutes of time just looking at their data, um, you, they, you get the full compensation for. Perfect. And what happens if the, um, the power goes out in their house or something goes down when they lose service? Does it reconnect once it gets back online? Exactly. It automatically reconnects. Um, say the service, uh, say in the case of a hurricane or anything like that, where the like cell towers might be down, um, there's, a, there's a memory card on the hub. So it'll be able to capture data. And then once it's, the cellular signal gets back up, it'll be uh, able to transmit the data. It, it'll, it'll store those, those readings and it'll transmit the, you know, the stored up readings. And typically it can hold up to about 30 days of readings on the one SIM card or the one SD card that's on it. Now, if the power goes out, the battery on there doesn't last very long. So that, you know, if the power goes out, they'll need to find a power source for it. But typically at that point, there's other issues for those patients. So you can also, uh, you know, you'll see that their hub is down. You'll be able to contact them via phone call too, if you'd like to see if their power is out or anything like that. But you'll be notified too if the, if the hub is offline for you know, a certain period of time. Gotcha. And if the practice is doing um, just chronic care management, do the patients still have to have a hub in place? If they're doing just chronic care management, no, they don't have any equipment that's just going to be off of their uh, cell phone or, or, or it to be over via text message or uh, voice. So they can have a home phone, cell phone, as long as they have those, um, they can participate in the CCM program that way. Cool. And how do we get the patients their devices? Is that something that the practice has to do or? No. So the practice can, if they want to have an inventory, then, then you want to hand it to the patients. But typically once a patient gives their consent, the way we typically do it, um, I would say 90% of the organizations we have are doing this is that once a patient consents to wanting to uh, participate in the program, that triggers a shipment to the patient's home directly. So the, the practice doesn't have to deal with any inventory. They don't have to worry about, uh, you know, making sure the devices are paired or anything like that. That's what we take care of and we ship it directly to the patient. Perfect. So we'll try to find a few more here before we wrap up. Um, I think you already mentioned this, but if we have the staff, we being the practice, uh, staff available, are we able to do the monitoring ourselves and not use the outsourcing? Absolutely, that? yes. You're able to do the monitoring yourselves. Um, we have, a, that's about half of the organizations that we have on are doing that. They basically have a, you know, whatever, if you have a, whatever you call it, a patient population team or anything like that, you're able to do the monitoring internally. So you, and some organizations have, uh, have dedicated teams, others just fit it into their, uh, their day-to-day that they, you know, once every other day or so they go in and check the readings. And that's one thing to note too, is that patients are told um, very explicitly that this is not replacing emergency medicine. This is just an ancillary benefit for the doctor to monitor. So they're not going to say, you know, they don't, they're, they're told explicitly that, you know, they take, they're feeling bad and they take a blood pressure reading. It's not going to trigger an emergency response. If it's still going to, you know, if they have an issue, they should still see an emergency medicine. So you don't have to do the reading review every single day. You can have somebody do it every other day or give a slower day in the office. A lot of uh, organizations who do it internally. They spend like their mornings on Mondays doing it and the afternoons on Thursdays and Fridays. I know one, one practice does that going through all the readings. So, gotcha. And um, so, are there typically co pays for the patient for these type of visits or something? So, like right now, due to COVID, uh, the co pays for Medicare have been waived. Um, and prior to COVID, there was a, I think it was a 5% co pay. Um, but 
we anticipate, first of all, that's not going to, that's not going to be changed anytime soon um, due to the pandemic, but also Medicare is pushing this pretty hard to remove, they're, they're probably going to remove the copays altogether. Um, so that's one thing to keep in mind. So right now there's no cost to the patient. Perfect. And uh, who at the practice gets access to this um, platform? Is it just the physicians or how do they determine that? So anybody that would need it can get access. So there's, and there's no cost on, you know, adding, you know, there's no cost per seat or anything like that. It's the cost is just the patients that are enrolled on it. And anybody who needs access to it will be given a set of credentials. And you can also, um, and the same thing, if you outsource it, that that person outsourcing it will be able to have, they'll have their access to it. So it could be every doctor, every MA, every nurse in an organization can have it. So. Perfect. And we have a handful of questions about just kind of the fees and kind of how that works, but in order to, for the sake of time, what we'll do is um, the next slide actually has kind of how to find up some more information, reach out to, to us and we'll get you connected with the, the, the team with, with Cameron and they'll be able to walk through the, how the pricing works, all the different options, kind of what that looks like um, and kind of talk through the options with the chart logic solution. So that's kind of the next step. Is there anything else, Cameron, that you wanted to, to mention? Um, just at the moment, not really, other than that, uh, we've seen, you know, we have a, quite a few success stories in terms of, or, of patients and also doctors really, you know, increasing their revenue significantly during this time that, you know, even with, even with their appointments being down, you know, 60%, 70% across the board, uh, or just, or at 60% and 70% of what they had before, I mean, um, that they were still, you know, doing financially better than that the month, uh, a year prior to. So it's something that really is a, a real de a good revenue generator for a practice. And it's something that really does, you know, there's ancillary benefits other than not outside of just being better for your patients. You know, they, they you know, you get, to, you get more in-office visits that really require, instead of just, um, you know, that really require patients. And it really does help them staying out of the hospital and, uh, you know, we've seen quite a few anecdotes of patients being, you know, issues being caught early because of this program too. So, yeah, it seems like a tremendous opportunity and we're seeing a lot of growth in that. So we're really excited to see how this continues to evolve. But exactly. so I want to thank everyone for, you know, joining with us today. A lot of people stay on and if you have more follow-up questions, feel free to reach out and um, we're going to share this webinar recording and all the slides We'll uh, share this out with everyone who attended, also those who, who didn't make it today. Um, we'll get that posted in the next couple of days. And then like I said, if you wanna learn more, we have a link on our website and this link right here, which I will again, I'll share that with the recording. We can go and just um, kind of set up some time to speak with us and uh, the remote care partners team and kind of just walk through what the options are, ask some more questions, see a more personalized demo, all that good stuff. So that's what we'll do following this. And I got to thank you, Cameron and Kurt for joining with us today. Like I said, we'll, we'll get this out and I appreciate it. Thank you everyone for your time. Thank you. Have a good one.